Welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing. And today I am here with my good friend of many years, um, Nancy Jackson. Nancy is an author of uh, five books. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> she is also a real estate uh, agent. If so, if you were looking to buy or sell a house uh, anywhere in Oklahoma, I think she can help hook you up. Um, and she is just an amazing lady with a, a plethora of talents and treasures that have been deposited in her by the Lord. And um, it is my great privilege to have you join me on my podcast. Can you believe we're already in 2021? <laughs> no, no. That no. means we have survived 2020. Yes. <laughs> and so um, thanks for hanging out with me today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. So as you know, you are the, I just think you're the master of all things. Oh my. And so this should be a very interesting conversation because I start <laughs> my podcast with the this or that. And this is just a way for us to, for other people, the listeners to get to know you. Okay. So this or that, Airbnb or hotel? Hotel. Five star only. Yes. <laughs> I know that about you. Room service. Room service. Uh, airplanes or boats? Airplanes. Uh, burgers or pizza? Ooh, pizza. Pizza. What's what? Does pineapple belong on a pizza? It depends on your mood, but generally no. Good job. Um, tea or coffee? Oh, coffee! I can't stand tea. <laughs> and I've tried for sixty-two years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> early bird or night owl? It depends. I'm migrating toward being an early bird. Yes. That. Uh, Come join our people. We're great. <laughs> and finally, the last one, because I just want to know this because you've done both. Big city or small town? Big city. All right. No green acres for you. No green acres. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Nancy, I'm super excited that you decided to join me and I talked to you. Do you remember how we actually met? Yes, I did. How did we meet? I want to see if we tell the same story. We met... Um, Oh my, we met here at church, but wasn't it in small groups or was it, I, oh, I don't remember now. I thought I remembered. Oh my goodness, I thought I remembered. <laughs> so let me just refresh your memory. Okay. We met at a little restaurant in Oklahoma City called Cafe do Brazil. Yes, the tweeners. We did, it, at the church we go to, um, that we had a small group called tweeners, which is kind of funny because it's, it's those people, at that time it was people who were, you know, out of their 30s and 40s, you know, late, or mid, early 40s, but not in their 60s and 70s. You know, we weren't, the, we weren't the young adults and we weren't the older senior adults. We were kind of in between. So there was this group called Tweeners and we went to dinner. Yeah, and I used to call it too old to be young and too young to be old. <laughs> <laughs> not still really stupid, but not as wise as we're going to be. <laughs> So that's how we first met, and um, we had so much in common. We kind of came from the same neck of the woods back in rural uh, western Oklahoma, and that was really cool. So I felt really connected at that time. I did not know just how amazing and how talented you actually really are. And so I'm, I'm happy as I've, we've grown over the years to just be able to engage in the beautiful talent that you are. And so one of the things that you are uh, is an author. Yes. Tell us about how that started, because you weren't an author when I first met you. Well, you know, God endows us all, every single one of us, with gifts and talents. Now, sometimes they lay dormant for a while, but the very first thing I ever thought, okay, this is something that's been given to me, 
I was in the seventh grade and we were writing and I wrote story after assignment after assignment and um, the teacher would always read them in class and it was easy for me. It was easy for me to start out of nowhere and it was easy for me to wrap up an ending that tied it all up with a bow. And I did not have the knowledge, particularly at 13, to know how to do that. So I knew it was coming from God and I did know God well at that time. So uh, through the years, I, I wrote various things for work. I've been in corporate America a lot. I've had to write very eloquent letters. I've had to write uh, human resources books. I've had to, you know, for the corporation. I've, I've done all of that and it was all fine. It was all well. Um, one day I was, my favorite author is John Grisham. He just is. Me too. Down. I like him so much. Oh yes. Oh yes. So uh, several decades ago, Oh, well, let's not say several. Let's just say a decade or so ago. <laughs> that sounds so much better. I know. So I was reading one of his books. It was either The Testament or The Street Lawyer or one of those where not only did he entertain, but there was a point to the story. And if you got it and received it, it would change your life. And I thought, oh, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to write novels. I love novels. I love reading. But I don't want to just write them to entertain. I want the person to come away feeling that it impacted them in a way that, you know, it wouldn't have if they hadn't been a novel. Because we're on guard if we're reading a self-help book. We're already, okay, this is what it's supposed to tell me. This is what it's supposed to teach me. And that's great. And I love self-help books. And I'm right now writing one or maybe not a self-help book, but a teaching book. But boy, you're caught off guard if you're reading a novel and you're being entertained. And then all of a sudden this is seeping through that, oh, wow, look how she's responding. Oh, my, that's me. Um, so that was birthed in me way back. Um, it was years before I even attempted a novel. Um, I started it. I got about two-thirds of the way through. And it was very complicated in its spider web of plots and things and my life was tumultuous to say the least at that point and I just hit a brick wall and I know I kept trying to go back to it I kept trying to finish it and I would cry out to God I'm like I can't do it help me <laughs> and he would just say just tell the story just tell over and over every time I go crying and whining to it just tell the story well I just never could I couldn't get over the hump and so many years passed, and one day I was sitting just praying, and I always have a journal of some sort laying next to me. So I started, and I thought, what if, and I just wrote it real big, because that's what Stephen King does. I don't know if you've ever ah, read his story. I haven't read his story. And he doesn't plan, and he doesn't plot it out. He just starts with a, what if there was a car that came to life, and it was demon-possessed? <laughs> I know this, this is a Christian cha channel, so I'll try to keep it clean. But that's the way he starts. Uh -huh. What if? So I, I, I wrote on the top of the page, what if? And, and I started fleshing out... Um, this story. I even drew a map of the fictitious little town, folded it up, put it away, went on about my life. And I don't know, it may have been a year or two later. And I was just praying one morning, just really crying out to the Lord because I could feel my life shifting. 
you can feel that. If you're in tune with the spirit, you sense the winds of change. Yeah. And I was sensing it. And I, I'm like, okay, w- w- where are we going? What's going to happen? What's going on here? You know, where do I grab hold of? And he's very clearly said, it's time to write. And I knew what he meant. I picked up that journal. I went in there and I wrote that story. And in uh, just a smidge over a year, I had four novels. That's awesome. So the first one was was really long in coming. But the other three just yeah, bam, 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 and they roll right out of you. Well, the first one way back, that's still in a box. Oh, so this is these yeah. four new ones are totally yeah. four new ones. Yeah. And so you, you have a trilogy. Yes. Talk about the trilogy first. Well, I love the trilogy, the blood, the water, the fire. Now, if you've been a Christian longer than a day, those immediately give you an idea of the backstory or the underlying theme of right. the story. But um, they're, they're murder mysteries, mm-hmm. and um, they're edgy. But the thing I love the most about it is these people are real. Mm-hmm. They're not fictitious, over-glorified, namby-pamby ethereal people that float through life and and every little wind just takes them on and I'm like oh give me an aspirin (laughs) you know there are alcoholics in these books there are people have way too much sex in these books there are people that just live life wrong but the great thing is but God. Right. But God, you know, and isn't that all of us? Haven't yeah. we all made multiple mistakes and, you know, and, but God. Right. And I think the beautiful part about that is because sometimes, especially for a non-believer who approaches church, they see all of these people who have their, um, I, this is going to really date me, but they have their Jane Jetson mask on <laughs> and they believe that, um, you know, all the Christians have it all together, and I have to clean myself up before I come to the Lord. You know, when I quit smoking, I'll come to the Lord. Or Good when luck I, with that. I know, right? <laughs> and, um, and you know, and the church has been guilty of trying to clean the fish before we ever catch them. And so I love that, that approach to your novels where it's like, now these are just real people living real lives, and then all of a sudden God. Yeah. And I think that is phenomenal. So the blood, um, the... Fire and the the water. The water. And not in that order. No. Okay, got him wrong. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The blood, the water, the fire. The blood, the water, the fire. And the fourth book that you wrote. Talk a little bit about that. Oh my goodness. So quickly, let me just during the process of writing these books and even right before, let me tell you how I wrote. Now I've read the books about how to write and I was like, eh, okay, whatever. But these really are God's stories. I can't take credit for it. I mean, I they were coming through me and they were coming through my experiences. And I'll guarantee you there's a little bit or even in some places a lot of me in every single book. But there were literal downloads of chapters. I can remember waking up in the middle of the night and there would be a chapter just downloading. And I don't know if you've ever experienced Uh that supernatural action of God in your life. It may not be for a book. It may not be for uh, something to write. It could be a, a, a problem you're having in work. You know, it's been on your mind. It's been, you know, plaguing you. And then all of a sudden, the middle of the night, you wake up and there the solution is downloaded from heaven. And so I would literally have chapters downloaded into me. And I even had 
Choices Like Rivers, which is the fourth book. It's a standalone. I had the first chapter downloaded to me while I was still writing The Blood. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, well, let me go write that down real quick, God, so I don't lose it. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing is, it's... God showed me the, some of the things I did write about how to write a book. One of the books that he said, okay, I want you to read this one. And it was writing from the middle. And it was a very short book. And I thought, I like that. I'm going to go with that. And so basically the ebb and flow of a book, you you climax in the middle. And then you, you go back under and you're developing more plot. And then you climax in the end. And of course, this is for novels. And um, so... You know, he showed me the first chapter of every single book. If you, I challenge you, if you can read the first chapter of any of these books and put it down, then I'm going to give you kudos because he has showed me it's his chapter. He's downloaded them, and man, it grabs you, mm -hmm. and you keep going. And then in the middle, there's crisis, massive crisis, and then you, you kind of hunker back down and you go through, and then at the end, there is just more crisis, and, but there's resolution. And uh, even though um, each of the first three, and I am going to get to Choices Like Rivers because I know that was your question, even though they're in completely different times, there is one character in all of them that is the basic theme. And the series is called the Redemption Series. And really, it's the redemptive journey of this person. That's awesome. So with Choices Like Rivers, he downloaded that first chapter to me, you know, in the very beginning and way, way early. So I thought, well, when I finished the, the series, I thought I'm going to take a break. And I thought, no, I got to get on this. And it was nothing like what I, you know, because I'm kind of thinking of it in the background the whole time I'm doing these other books. Well, this could go a lot of different ways. Well, if it went this way, you know, and in my own mind, I'm figuring it out. But when I started to write, it was like, <laughs> no, we ain't going that way, are we? That's awesome. <laughs> We're not going that way. Okay, well, where are we going? And literally, it was the most pleasurable book to write because I was just, I was, I was typing. I'm like, Okay, well, now what are we going to do? <laughs> I right. just keep going, oh, well, this is what we're going to do, you know. So it was pleasurable. It is, um, I'd call it a woman's book because there's not a woman out there that it won't resonate with on some level. But I know men that have read it and were just brought to tears um, because there's a lot of men in it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it will resonate. And it's set in the late 70s or in the 70s back and forth so that's which, fun which is my decade I guess that's fun so I was just going to ask you that is the redemption series is that a is would that be men's women's or anyone well men have read them and love them okay so um I I you know it's bang bang shoot them up in places and it's definitely a murder mystery and um so yeah Okay, good. So there you go. And I think one of the things we do is we write similar. I just call myself the Holy Spirit scribe. <laughs> and so all of my, and I'm a storyteller, so all of my books are written from the vantage point of I just pick up my laptop and start typing. And, and the Holy Spirit just, he's like, he just tells me and we just go there. In fact, um, my book, uh, If You Only Knew, um, which is just out. Um, really, I was sitting in the bathtub 
I was just lounging in the bathtub, and uh, I think I probably was actually listening to a book on audio, which is because I call that reading. Um, when I listen on audio, well, that's I mean, I mean, <laughs> like I read a book, which is code for I listen to it on Audible, probably. <laughs> Which your books are on Audible. Are they I on Audible? Only the first one. The first one's on Audible. But you're working on putting the rest of them up there, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm just uh, prophesying that out for yep. your future. That's always um, been the plan. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but in the middle of it, the Lord said, hey, you want to write a book? And so I literally get out of the bathtub, grab my my bathrobe, and I sit down in my chair with my laptop, and I just start writing, having absolutely no idea where the book is going. Yeah. And I wrote the whole introduction and 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 that kind of thing, and then I put it away, and it set for several months before I got back to it. Because I'm just like, I don't know where this is going. Like this, But I laughed so hard at the introduction to my own book that, you know, I'm like, this is going to be so great. What else are you going to say? <laughs> Holy Spirit. Right? You know? And so I kind of get that sort of process of like, like, this is really good. I just have no idea where it's going. And so uh, I love that about that. Now, you're transitioning out of novels at this space to write a more teaching, uh, Bible study kind of book. Let's talk a little. Is it okay to talk about that? Yeah, it is. It so is. let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. What's it called? Does it have a title yet? It does have a title. Live Ordinary Days in Extraordinary Ways. That's awesome. Um, it, without belaboring my history, I the Lord gave me my first miracle when I was in fourth grade. He's always been there with me. I've lived a life of miracles. I lived a life of the supernatural, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, if you think I'm saying, saying all that, that I've lived a perfect life, you'd be dead wrong. <laughs> Even in the midst of my mess, and I have had messes after messes, he was always there, and he was always plunking me out with miracles. He was always guiding me and redirecting me with the supernatural, and I miss that I miss that in the church, right? And I've got too. a lot of good friends who are like, "Yeah, we are. We're hungry for that again. It's time." And so all of this had been bubbling up in me for a while, and I'm joining with some other good friends, and we're going to have a Bible study. I'm writing the book. It's going to be in book format, but and there are already two volumes. That is just how much content to date that I have to put in there. But the Bible study won't be verbatim per the book because it, it's all about the Holy Spirit flowing in the thing. It'll be like each chapter will be a base. We'll, we'll start there and then just wherever the Lord sends me to teach. And I'm encouraging people come expecting signs and miracles and wonders. If you need healing, we're going to lay hands on you. It's not up to us to heal heal you. We are not the healer, but we are going to pray, and we're going to step back and let the Holy Spirit act. If you want a word of knowledge, we're going to pray that you get a word of knowledge. We are going to allow the Holy Spirit to work. Our hope is also to put them live, so if you don't live close, then you can log in or if you miss that week or we're not even sure if we're going to have it every week bi-monthly monthly whatever uh we're still praying about that but there will be access if you don't live close and can't come but yeah we're we're a warrior team and we want to move back into the, the signs and wonders of god i love that and i i'm with you um because i you know, I went through the last sort of season of the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and in the, you know, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s kind of era. And I think, you know, 
Satan is always happy to counterfeit the real thing God has. Absolutely. And I think probably my thought pattern, my kind of belief, I don't know if this is an accurate word or not, but is that um, the real is always counterfeited, but it's always weird. Mm -hmm. And I think that there was a little bit of that stoppage where they felt like, oh, because I think people got, I think we had some... um, eccentric people doing eccentric things very much as so. opposed to holy spirit doing some uh spectacular things exactly. right and some miraculous things and i think uh it just got out of balance a little bit for a while and i think so there was this tendency to pull back and say oh we're not going to do that anymore like that's not cool and we just sort of threw the baby out with the bathwater. exactly my thoughts exactly and so i'm really ex- i feel like we're in this season in this time where god is going to really begin to reopen the supernatural yes. and and that's going to be natural for us yes as 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 christ followers as believers supernatural things should be natural and every day for us yes absolutely and if we're not we're living subpar right and if that that offends anyone i apologize but normal christianity says signs and wonders will follow those who believe and if you're not living in that then it's there for you it's it's not a condemnation because sometimes we just don't know. We right. just don't realize. How can they know if they're not taught? Right. And um it it you know, it's for you. I want to get you excited that yeah. you don't have to live live subpar. Yeah. I just I I am super um passionate about that too. Like I always tell people, um, I can tell you about Holy Spirit or I can introduce you to yes. him. And once you've met him, yes, like your life is radically changed forever. Yes. You, you're not going to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Your your natural life may still have some hills and valleys, but your spiritual life is going to be powerful. Yes, yes. And so what else do you want to bring to the table today? What else do I want to talk about? Well, one thing that I say a lot, and um, I want to just, since it's out on the airways today, I want yep. to clarify this. Because we were talking about how the Holy Spirit writes these books and gives me the stories as well as you, um, I often meet people and they're talking about my books. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. They're the best stories. And I go on and on and I think, oh, that, <laughs> that sounded a little bit prideful there. But it, it's not prideful because it wasn't me. Yeah. It was yeah. just like I can type 100 words a minute. So, hey, <laughs> yeah. can you? Yeah. But um, so they're good stories. And I want uh, people to read them not because I wrote them and I have one friend she's she's bought all of them she loans them out to everybody and you know what that's okay because I just want people to be touched by them but also the thing that if anybody uh, I want them to know about me mm-hmm. is my heart for the Lord yeah I mean I and I'm going into even a deeper season in my life right now where I've just abandoned all. I'm like, here I am, send me, whatever it is. Now, I will tell you, it's scary. It's like walking across one of those bridges across the Royal Gorge, and it's wobbly and wavy, Mm -hmm. and you're grabbing both sides with deer, you know, with strength, because I'm going to fall, but you won't fall. And I know on the other side, and he only is showing me a light at my feet, not a lamp to my path right now. Um, You just have to take a step, step at a time. That's, and that's called faith. It's Sister. faith. It's faith. And it's, sometimes it's quite scary, but it's, I can't tell you enough what a life lived like that is like. It's exciting. It's vibrant. It's passionate. And I just wish that for everyone. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I really honestly believe that if being a Christ follower 
is um, mundane or ho-hum or not exciting and not passionate, man, you have just, it just means that you just need to dig it. You just, somehow you've stepped out, you're, you're on the fringes and out of the flow. And, and you just t- need to take two or three more steps towards the Lord and embrace the supernatural goodness yes. of who God is. So, um, and you know what? I think we, we got to get past this concept of living uh, a mile wide and an inch deep in the things of the Lord. Absolutely. You know, look, like I think Nancy and I would want to say to you, um, man, dig deep, yeah. dive in. Because yeah. there, it's so extraordinary yeah. when you have this passionate pursuit of everything. I, like, I don't want to leave here without everything God had for me. Absolutely. That would be my greatest regret yeah if i had all of these skills talents and i left a few of them on the table or if i had a purpose that wasn't completely fulfilled because of my own you know re, uh, shrinking back right because that's that's a human nature thing we shrink back it looks too scary it looks too hard we don't know how to do it we're too old which is another thing that's really going over in me one day god said gearing up for the second half. So that's down the road. I have a passion. If you're 50 or over, the yeah. best is yet to come. For sure. I'm oh my telling gosh. you. Yeah, I'm a woman of a certain age. And, um, <laughs> I love it. And I've, I've had the best adventures of my life. I didn't write my first book till after I was 50. And um, and I've had the best adventures of my life after fifty. Absolutely. And uh, and I battled. Oh my gosh, it was a struggle turning fifty. Like I felt outdated, like I was a cow about to be put out to pasture. <laughs> and uh, and the Lord just said, "Oh, could you please get over yourself, sister? This is <laughs> like take eat a you know eat a eat a snack and take a nap and come back when you when you've collected your ridiculous <laughs> self." And so. <laughs> That's sort of how I feel. But I'm super excited about what God is doing. And I think God is going to use uh, women of a certain age, men of a certain age, to because we need uh, to mother and father. We live yes. in a we live in a fatherless, motherless, parentless generation. Yes. And we I feel a little bad because our generation has in some ways produced that. Yes. And we have to go back in and we have to recover and we have to mentor the people coming behind us. And I think that's your heart. Yes. And it's my heart to mentor girls, especially women, coming behind us and say, listen, I stood on the sidelines for way too long. Yeah. I, I just stood on the sidelines because I was waiting for somebody to say, okay, it's your turn. You go now, sister. Yeah. Right? Instead of saying, the Lord ordained that when I was 15. Yeah. When you were 13, the Lord ordained that. And we should have been flying with it back yeah. then. So yeah. um, our goal is to not is to help girls not have to wait till they're women of a certain age to to really be successful. Although there's a lot more freedom when we're this age because most yes. of our kids are grown and we're in the grandkid business and that's awesome because they all go home with their parents at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Love my grandkids, but you know it's it get, we have a lot more freedom than we did yeah. when we were younger and we were busy Absolutely. raising our kids. And we carry so much experience. We carry so much history. And we carry, it's just a deep well that God has acquired in us through the years that is just wasted if we sit on the shelf and just watch. Absolutely. You know, one of the, one of my favorite things about you, Nancy, is that you don't ever figure you can't do anything. Well, let me tell you a little story about that. So my mother was a school teacher and she was hardcore school teacher. I mean, she lived and breathed it. And this was back, you know, I, I'll, I'll just be blunt. 
Here, I was born in 1958, yes, when the dinosaurs roamed. And <laughs> when so, walls were still, when phones were still attached to walls. Exactly. <laughs> Big, black, boxy thing. So, um, back then, uh, you know, school was just, you, you, you know, you were hardcore school. And, and, and a teacher was a teacher. And not that, to diminish teachers. Now, teachers are awesome no matter what generation. Yes. You know, I do not mean that to, to diminish that. But my mom was uh, cut from a different cloth and so um, if I and I was an only child if I ever said well I can't do that oh the wrath of my mother would be exploded on me and she would say can't never tried and I think if that was one sentence ever pounded into me by my mother every single day I mean, I would get to the point where I'd almost open my mouth, and I'd think, ooh, better not say that. Better right. not say that. Can't work. And, you know, ironically, I think it just put something in me, can't, never tried. Right. So if I don't know how, my goodness, in this day and age, that is not an excuse. No, I fixed my car based on a YouTube video. <laughs> like, there is stuff out there you can help. I mean, that you can learn to do anything if you want. And I'm with yeah. you. Like, I, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, if I can, you know, get somebody else to teach me, it's all the better. So, you know, it's, that's the benefit of having other people in your life. But listen, you can do anything you want to do. Absolutely. Uh, you can absolutely do anything you want to do. My spiritual dad would always say, uh, if a human can do it, you're a human. You can do it if you want to bad enough. Yes. Well, in one of the books I'm reading right now is Chris Volatin's Spiritual Intelligence, Spiritual uh -huh. IQ. And I thought, oh, that explains so much in my life because there's so many times I'm like, well, God, what is wrong with this thing? How do I fix it? And he would show me. Mm -hmm. And so we have that, too. Sure. Not sure. just Google, which is amazing. Right. We have God Google. <laughs> right. And we have the Holy Spirit who's the giver of wisdom and the Absolutely. teacher. And so that's why... We're passionate about people actually knowing Holy Spirit, yes. not just hearing about him because yes. he's amazing. So, uh, well, thanks for hanging out with me. Of course, you know, I have to join. I have to um, end my video with some of my rapid fire questions. And um, so these are not deep and theological. These are just the first <laughs> thing that comes that comes to mind. We don't like think them all through. Um, and so anyway, a couple of just a few questions that I want to ask you. Um, I got a since you said you love coffee. Yes. Would you go without coffee or brushing your teeth? Oh, for a day or a week or... I didn't ask that question. It's not I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to go without brushing my teeth, but I'd have to drink a whole lot of coffee <laughs> to cover all that mess up. <laughs> okay, in the movie of Nancy Jackson. Yes. Who plays you? Julia Roberts. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the best prank you've ever pulled off? Oh... Keep it PG-13, Nancy. Oh, I'm trying to think about that. It would have to have been with one of my kids who would be quite angry. Um, I honestly am blank. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'd love to come up with a good one. I'll think of it at 3 o'clock in the morning and I'll call you. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your go-to song for karaoke? <sighs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, besides your own books and besides the Bible, yes. best book you've ever read? Best book I've ever read. Well, I have read, and this is probably not on the Christian approved list, pardon me there, 
I love Diana Gabaldon's Outlander series. I have all the big, thick books. I've read them all multiple times. Every time she comes out with a new one in the series, I start from the beginning and I read all of them all over again. I have the Outlander companion. Other than that, though, it is um, J.R.R. Tolkien's The... Uh, I just went blank. Okay, so menopause, anytime after 50, this is the one drawback. Sometimes it's a fill-in-the-blank scenario. Right. It's like you have your sentence, and then there's a blank. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the marquee came back around. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of Nancy's favorite favorite little sayings is the marquee will come back around. That's awesome. Um, who's teaching you the most about God right now? Oh, I, I just have been devouring Bill Johnson and Chris Folleton in Bethel Church, although... The, our victory pastors mm-hmm. are second to none, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's on that stage at any given time. They're anointed and they're speaking the word of God. But aside from that, man, Bill Johnson has yeah. such a heart for the Lord. And Chris Volanton, he is so all about the kingdom impacting you know our current world. Sure. Uh, and just, just for those who are listening who may not know, uh, when she says Victory Church, it's Victory Church in Oklahoma City in Edmond. Yes. And uh, check it out. Yes. Victory, victory church on the web you can yes. find it there um <clears throat> one final question i asked this is the final question to uh everybody who comes on my podcast and that's this question if you could say one thing and one thing only to make jesus famous what would you say oh my gosh he loves you so much he does and i tear up at that because his love is so deep and so profound and we put so many barriers up to it Mm-hmm. If you could just relax and, and know that he doesn't see the mistakes. He doesn't see our failures. He just loves you so deeply. That's awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me. You're Thanks for joining me. And I am super glad you're here. We'll put all of the ways to get to Nancy. If you uh, want to get her books, if you want to have her come and speak for your event, if you want to uh, get her to sell your sell her buy a house with Absolutely. her. Like that's 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 her bed. <laughs> That's where bread and butter comes from right now. And so she's great at it. She knows all the ins and outs. And so, uh, but I'll put all the ways to get in touch with her uh, in the show notes. So do that. And so thanks for hanging out with me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And remember, listeners, he doesn't waste a thing.